1: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.
2: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, and it's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, more reaction to yesterday's announcement of Bungie and Vitera agreeing to merge into one company. Bill C-234, the carbon tax exemption on grain drying is moving along in the Senate. More on that. And the latest Wheat market outlook has been released. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
2: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
1: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhale.ca. There's concern from the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan about yesterday's merger announcement from Bungie and Viterra. A past president, Ian Boxall, says he's concerned about possible lack of competition for grain.
0: Which is always a concern for producers. Anytime there's competition I think it, it it ensures that the you know, the prices are fair and everyone's treated treated it, you know, treated fairly and, and when you lose competition within the marketplace that's that's bad for the sector. So that was a concern of mine and we saw that a number of years ago with the P and H Parrish and Heinbecker and Louis Dreyfus merger where we had a few places in the province that had both and they have since lost one, which just reduces the option of where farmers can sell their grain.
1: The deal is subject to Bungie shareholder approval and other regulatory approval, including a review from the Competition Bureau in Canada. Boxall says he'll see what they have to say about it, noting his experience talking with the Bureau.
0: We've met with him in the past on certain issues, and they're definitely open to the dialogue and trying to understand what it looks like from the producer's through the producer's eyes and, and I think we're seeing in everything in agriculture, right whether it be your equipment dealers, whether it be retail outlets, auction houses they're all they're all merging and there's just less competition when it comes to every aspect of agriculture, which gives producers you know limited options when it comes to buying inputs and buying stuff we need and limited options when it comes to selling our stuff and I think competition is good and it keeps for a healthy economy and, and I, I worry about that side of this this merger.
1: However, well-known agricultural consultant Kevin Hirsch, who farms in the Cabri area in southwest Saskatchewan, says the farmer's reaction will be fairly muted.
3: You look around and this area, there's many delivery choices for bulk grains. G3 is there. Of course, Bungie is a major shareholder in G3. Bichara is out there as an option. But grain can also go to Patterson Grain and Swift Grain. It can uh, go to... Richardson Pioneer, it can go to Southwest Terminal. And then a lot of the the grain that's grown here is specialty crops, uh, lentils, chickpeas, mustard, that go to a bunch of specialty crop processors and don't go to the major grain handlers. So I think from most producers' point of view, they look around and say, "Hmm, nothing has really changed. Uh, Those elevators are still going to be there. Uh, Not clear exactly how G3 will relate to the merged entity of Bungie, Viterra. So uh, from a producer's point of view, they, they might look at it and say, I'm not sure a whole lot has changed. What will be interesting is when we look at export terminal position and whether the Competition Bureau will decide that it's not healthy for Bungie to through G3 and then through Viterra to control so much of the export terminal space on the West Coast. And that may be uh, something the Competition Bureau addresses. It may be something that producers scratch their head and think about as this deal is analyzed.
1: A spokesperson with Viterra said in an email the merger will provide producers with greater market access across their network. The deal is expected to close in mid-2024.
2: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
1: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. Prairieeaves With only a couple of weeks left before the summer break, there was an extensive discussion about Bill C-234 in the Senate last night. Earlier, federal Tory ag critic John Barlow posted this tweet.
4: Senator Delfond, move this bill through the Senate, help Canadians and help Canadian farm families.
1: Barlow was referring to independent Senator Pierre Delfond, who did speak about the bill in the upper chamber last night. He is opposed to it and spent nearly 20 minutes in the Senate last night expressing his opposition to exempting propane and natural gas from the federal carbon tax when used for drying grain or heating barns. Here is part of a speech to fellow senators last night.
5: There's also been much discussion about grain drying, an activity that no doubt is essential, especially when you have a wet season. However, it would be inaccurate to suggest that there is currently no viable way for farmers to reduce energy consumption in their grain drying activities. For example, in March 2022, the Ford government, Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs, published a technical fact sheet for commercial crop producers outlining the numerous ways in which they can reduce energy use in grain dryers. It notes that a grain dryer wastes as much as 40% of the energy it uses and that the type of grain dryer can make a 30% difference in energy use. The fact sheet goes on to state that dryer aeration or in-bin cooling, improves dryer energy use by up to 30% and that heat recovery system, which can be added to most existing dryers, reduces fuel consumption by 20 to 40% without affecting dryers through foot. Finally, it says that many dryers can also be purchased with suction cooling yielding a result that is similar to heat recirculating, recirculation and saving 15 to 20 percent in fuel compared to a standard dryer. Solutions do exist on the market.
1: He wasn't the only critic of the bill to speak. This was independent B.C. Senator Yen Wu.
6: In the face of it, the bill seeks to expand the exemptions to farm fuel carbon pricing to include natural gas and propane for a period of at least eight years. In practice, however, what the bill does is to remove a carefully designed market price signal for farmers to use less natural gas and propane in order to reduce GHG emissions. The argument in favour of the exemption is the relative paucity of alternatives to natural gas and propane for the heating of farm buildings, especially grain dryers. Proponents of the Bill have taken the most direct route to addressing this problem, which is to expand the exemptions. However, the most direct route may not be the best one, especially when there are conflicting policy objectives, and if the direct solution, such as what C234 is proposing, undermines the mechanism behind the original policy. In this case, the original policy of a charge on covered fuels is to induce a change in behavior on the part of users as well as to stimulate innovation towards the use of energy sources that are less polluting.
1: That's Independent B.C. Senator Yen Wu criticizing Bill C-234 in the Senate last night. The bill has now passed second reading in the upper chamber and now goes to committee for further discussion. That could happen quickly or it could drag on for some time.
2: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
1: Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integratire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integrityre dealers.
4: Canadian farm groups are urging senators to pass an important piece of legislation before Parliament rises for the summer. The Alberta Federation of Agriculture, Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan and Manitoba's Keystone Agricultural Producers are urging Senators to pass Bill C-234 before the end of the month. This bill, introduced by a Conservative MP in the House of Commons, would provide carbon tax exemptions on propane and natural gas used for drying grain and heating barns. If the bill is not passed before Parliament rises... Senators would pick up the process on Bill C-234 when the fall sitting begins. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois from Dalhousie University estimates that by 2030, when the carbon tax is expected to reach $170 per metric ton, a 5,000-acre farm could pay more than $150,000 in new taxes. Starting on August 1st, a laboratory review of the end-use quality of sprouted wheat will lead to changes in how wheat is graded. The Canadian Grain Commission will update its official Grain Grading Guide's definition of severely sprouted as a grading factor for Western classes of wheat, following research on how far sprouting has to advance to affect end-use quality. Under the current rule... A kernel of wheat is classified as regular sprouted if it has sprouts that are visible but still within the contours of the germ. But starting August 1st, kernels of sprouted western wheats with sprouts broken or missing, but without any clear evidence of a sprout's length or severity, will be redefined as regular sprouted rather than severely sprouted. Seeding went well across Saskatchewan thanks to hot and dry temperatures following a cool spring. That's according to Saskatchewan Pulse Grower's executive director, Carl Potts. However, he says the dry conditions are still cause for concern. There have been reports of grasshoppers in parts of central and southwestern Saskatchewan, but Potts says it's too early to know how much of a problem insects will pose to pulse crops smoke is drifting into saskatchewan from wildfires in alberta which has caused air quality warnings potts is unsure what effect it would have on pulses while he claims that the wildfires near fort mcmurray alberta in 2016 helped moderate temperatures and increase yields potts says this year's early summer wildfire activity leaves many unknowns a university of manitoba researcher is asking canola growers across the country to participate in a survey about grain drying. Dr. Fuji John, an associate professor in the university's Department of Biosystems Engineering, wants to find out how canola producers dry their grain. The survey, which will be available for the next two months, asks farmers questions about yield, bin type and size, fan configuration, the fuel used to run a dryer, approximate drying costs, and more. In total, the survey has 19 questions and will take about 30 minutes to complete. Farmers can save their progress and finish the questionnaire later. Dr. John is hoping at least 50 producers will fill out the survey. He says once the information is studied, the results will help drive further research. The head of a UN food agency, says richer countries should be proactive in delivering aid to developing countries instead of only offering help after a crisis. Alvaro Lario, head of the International Fund of Agricultural Development, said during a recent visit to Ottawa that it's important to invest now for the next calamity, whether that's a climate shock, an economic shock, or pandemic. Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine has led to soaring food crises in many Asian and African countries that rely on imported grain from that region. The federal government says it increased aid in previous years to respond to the war in Ukraine and COVID-19, but cut back its development assistance by fifteen percent in this spring's budget. And that's today's ag review. I'm Doug Falconer.
1: Today, sunshine early this afternoon, then partly cloudy, and a 30% chance of showers and a thunderstorm late this afternoon, also some smoke, winds from the southeast at 40 gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, and a high of 29 degrees. Tonight, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of showers this evening, and after midnight with a risk of a thunderstorm, winds still from the southeast at 40 gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, a low 14. Tomorrow, it'll be clearing up in the morning. Winds from the west at 30 gusting to 50 kilometers an hour in the morning. High of 23, the low 10. Friday sunshine, high of 24, the low 12. Saturday sunny, high of 28, the low 13. Sunday sunshine, high of 28 again, the low 14. Monday, partly cloudy, high of 26, low 15. And Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 24 degrees. Normal highs for this period are 23. The normal low is nine. Sun rose at 4:46 this morning, and the sun will set at 9:11 p.m. tonight. Taking a look around the province: Estevan is at 26, Saskatoon 29, Swift Current 24, Weyburn 27, and Yorkton 20 degrees. Hot spot in Saskatchewan is Lucky Lake at 29. Cold spot is Stony Rapids at nine. In Regina, some smoke lingering around. Winds from the southeast at 29, gusting up to 41 kilometers an hour. Temp- rather humidity at 55 percent. The temperature is at 26 degrees. That's 79 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 100.4 and falling. In Moose Jaw, the sky conditions were not available. Winds are from the south-southeast at 30, gusting to 46. Temperature 29 degrees. Again in Regina, smoke. Southeast wind at 29 to 41. Temperature 26 degrees. Back in a moment.
2: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
1: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougallAuction.com, And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The majority of Canadian wheat seeded has begun to emerge, while three quarters of U.S. wheat is emerging. That from Marlene Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Venture, as she presented the latest Sask Wheat Market Outlook.
7: Canadian crops generally look good so far, with 90 to 100 percent of wheat emerged. U.S. spring wheat is all, planting is also up 8 percent from last week at 93 percent complete. of the crop has emerged, and the USDA said the crop is considered to be 64% in good to excellent condition.
1: Statistics Canada notes 97% of Alberta's wheat crop has emerged as of June 6th. Saskatchewan has 91% of wheat seeded, seeded soil moisture conditions improved, and warm weather supported crop growth. In Manitoba, thunderstorms have dropped large amounts of rain on some areas while leaving other areas dry. Borch says Canadian non-Durham April exports were down compared to March.
7: Statscan showed non-Durham April exports at 1.9 million tonnes, which is down from the March high of 2.2 million. Indonesia was the top importer of Canadian wheat in April, at 283,000 tonnes, followed by China at 195,000 tonnes. China has imported an August through April total of 2.6 million tonnes, which is four times more than last year to date. Week 44 Canadian wheat exports were lower at 271,000 tonnes, But as farmers return from the fields, visible supplies are increasing to 2.1 million. We expect that large wheat stocks in the EU and in Russia will keep the market well supplied into new crop. There are no major weather concerns in wheat producing areas to prompt a sustained rally, so moves higher should be viewed as selling opportunities.
1: She says heavy rains in China are impacting wheat production, so they will continue to be a big importer of Canadian wheat.
7: However, in China, end of harvest rain in China's Henan, Shandong and Hebei provinces is causing causing quality concerns. These provinces grow about 60% of China's winter wheat crop. Quality issues could keep China as a large customer for Canadian wheat into next year.
1: Regarding the Black Sea region, Borch says the U.S. Department of Agriculture increased its wheat production estimate for Russia to 85 million tons and Ukraine 17.5 million tons, despite ongoing fighting.
7: Regarding the Black Sea, USDA increased wheat production in Russia as well by 3.5 million tons to 85 million tons. Ukraine's wheat crop was raised by 1 million tons to 17.5 million tons. While flooding caused by the destruction of a dam in Ukraine is damaging crops, the USDA says their estimates do not include wheat being grown in conflict areas, so the flood damage will have little impact on its estimate for the Ukrainian crop. So to summarize what we consider most significant during the past week, well, USDA raised their global wheat production as explained for the 23-24 season by 10.4 million tons up 1.5% on last year. And although some analysts think the USDA is optimistic on Black Sea and EU crops, the report is a reminder that despite the various weather issues that the Bolts lean on, conditions in the major wheat producing areas are generally good so far. Good supplies and aggressive sales from the Black Sea will continue to pressure markets.
1: And here, here was her outlook on this week.
7: It was the volume and price of Russian wheat offers to Saudi Arabia and Egypt at about $100 per ton below hardware wheat, which took the market lower. The USDA was the report added to the weakness with a 10 million ton increase in world production and a 6 million ton increase in world stocks. We now essentially have two markets. Futures represent the US market where growers are looking for better prices and then cash markets, which are much lower. Eventually, the two will have to meet, and we don't see much at the moment that will lead cash markets higher for the present. Doubtlessly, weather needs to be watched, but so far the general outlook looks for average to better than in the previous year, especially in Europe. We expect futures could go a little lower, but we would hold cash wheat sales for the present.
1: That's Marlene Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Venture, providing this week's Sasquit Market Outlook.
2: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
1: The segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, Yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com According to the latest Manitoba crop report, spring seeding across the province is basically complete. It's up from 97% last week. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. He says crop development is coming along nicely.
8: Overall, things are doing really well, actually. The cereals are really leaping out of the ground, and uh, canola seems to be uh, growing pretty vigorously as well. We've had uh, anybody who stuck around over the last week would know we had some very warm, uh, humid conditions uh, as well as a little more cool over the last couple of days. But uh, those um, high temperatures and that humidity really helped the crops to jump out of the ground, which is important for canola at this stage. You know, it's uh, always that risk of flea beetle feeding uh, in that little cotyledon stage or when you know it's only got a couple leaves seems though to me that um, uh, from conversations with producers it's uh, growing right through that uh, and probably still good to monitor and uh, you know some insecticide applications have been necessary for some farmers but uh, I think we're overall going to see that canola is going to grow through that flea beetle stage.
1: James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin.
2: Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
1: Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up 50 cents at 693.22. And number one red spring wheat is up 40 cents at 360.55 a metric ton. The rest were unchanged. Durham 396.61. Feed barley 335.61. Chickpeas 1036.17. Flax 541.98. Lentils 743.48. Oats 225.32. Yellow peas 369.99. And feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is up $0.06 at 8 dollars cents a bushel.
2: It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
1: Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the Livestock Quotes.
9: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 13th. Our last regular sale was on June 7th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.47 to $1.87. D3 cows sold from $1.20 to $1.45. Counter cows sold from 80 cents to $1.10. Heferette sold from $1.95 to $2.24, and good butcher bulls sold from $1.60 to $1.85. We had a few feeders at this sale. to 550-pound steers averaged $3.15 and sold it to $3.25. 600- to 650-pound heifers averaged $2.66 and sold it to $2.71. 650- to 700-pound heifers averaged $2.58 and sold it to $2.75. And 700- to 800-pound heifers averaged $2.34 and sold it to $2.81. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too.
1: Now on the latest pork prices, which are currently at $205.37 per ckg. Coming up, the resource report.
2: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRN. Here's Ryan Young.
1: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A coalition of activist groups and researchers has released a report it hopes will create pressure on agribusiness giant Cargill to do more to fight deforestation and human rights abuse. The document released Wednesday accuses the family-owned company of not following through on commitments to help end such practices. It contends that Cargill has been misled by its managers and now should take the lead in ensuring its promises are carried out to fight forced child labor in the cocoa industry and protect forests and other natural resources. The group says that as one of the world's largest privately held companies, Cargill is in a unique position to force positive changes. Statistics Canada says the amount of Canadians owe relative to their income rose in the first quarter of the year as disposable income fell even as debt levels continued to rise. The agency says that on a seasonally adjusted basis, household credit market debt as a proportion of household disposable income rose to 184.5% in the first quarter. That's up from 181.7% in the fourth quarter of 2022, the figure translates to about $1.85 in credit market debt for every dollar of household disposable income. On the markets, the TSX is up 22 points at 20012 The Dow is down 161 points to 34050 Oil is down 27 cents at $69.15 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 75 20 cents 20 U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent
3: herbicide.